Welcome to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because... Look, there's something strange in my neighbourhood, and as a retired scientist, I'm actually contractually obliged to check it out. So I won't be making it into work today. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they use to get off work, to the song that sets a tone for the day, their favourite meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon. A real-life Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from Aussie comedy superstars to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. But this week, we have the hilarious Tahir. I'm super excited to have Tahir on the show. I'm a massive fan. Uh, obviously, Tahir was in Fat Pizza and Halzo's. He's created his own TV shows. He survived living in the jungle. He is a stand-up. He is a MC. He, he is always doing 10 million things at once, and I am so excited to have him on the pod. This year, Tahir will be performing at Spiegel Tent Wollongong as part of the Multicultural Comedy Gala on the 17th of June, 2023, and has a number of gigs coming up. You can see all of Tahir's upcoming shows there are heaps on www.tahir.com.au. So get your tickets to his shows. Links to the shows, as always, are in the description below. But for now, pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chucking a Sickie. <coughs> Chuck a Sickie. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I should say, Harry, like should yeah. tell all the listeners, this is Chucking a Sickie. And twice I tried to get out of this podcast. Yeah, you twice. did, you did, but you're here now, and that's the important well, thing. I am here. Tahir is here. It's a bit of a pun there, anyway. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. I, I love how how Australian is this podcast. This is probably the most Australian podcast out there. Yeah. So it used to be the perfect sick day, and it just didn't have the same ring to it. I was like, it doesn't work. Chuck and a sicky. International guests are very confused about uh, how it works. But I think for Australians, it's it's the most relatable concept that we we probably ever have. Exactly, and if it, you've got to be Australian to understand that. Like, not even yeah. question. Chuckle and say, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." No, it checks out. It checks out for sure. I'm excited that you are. You're finally here, and we are gonna uh, chuck a sick day together. But to get into the mindset to really start off this day in the worst way possible, we have to think about the worst job you've ever had. And I know that, you know, you used to be a teacher many years ago, and now you are a, a stand-up, an actor, a celebrity, um, you're a magician, you're a jack-of-all-trades. What has been your worst job that you've ever had? I, I remember working at Igloo Deli, like, and which is not a store anymore, but it's basically an old-school delicatessen. Yeah. And, the, and there were franchises around, and I don't know what happened, but it closed. But I was in charge of um, the hot food and at the end of like each shift, because uh, I was only like in a teenager working, you know, the Thursday night, Saturday mornings at Roseland Shopping Center, <laughs> I had to remove the oil. Um, oh. And it was hot, oily, dirty, dangerous, and, and then clean the machine like a hot machine <laughs> and then bring it back and then pour the new oil in ready for the next shift. That was pretty, it was almost, um, it was almost, well, probably not as bad. I was in the jungle. And I had to move <laughs> yeah. the the poo bin. Yeah. So what I, was worse? Well, to come to think of it now, I'm not sure. At least the poo bin just smelt, but the the, <laughs> the that, oil sounds danger. dangerous. There was danger in the other one because, like, yeah. in the jungle, like so you had to. Um, obviously, there's no toilets. You know, you poo in a bucket. Yeah. And um, people go, isn't that disgusting? But we had um, sawdust and charcoal, and you oh, to put it, on top. Yeah, to put on, and you wouldn't believe it. Incredible. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. smell, 
Like, I, no one's ever probably talked about this. I don't think anyone's talking about the, 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 no. like, you know, the actual finer details in the, in the <laughs> no, definitely yeah. not, but a sort of, and no smell. Uh, but of course, like, after a while, it can get like really heavy. But so that, that was, yeah, they're two of the jobs. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if if sawdust and charcoal would have helped with the oil. Because I feel like nowadays, you know, you're not you're not moving the oil. Like that is very dangerous. Like work health and safety would have a field day with that. that is, as a kid as well, like you're fixing your <laughs> yeah, underage. Oil, underage, getting like, you know, probably three bucks an hour. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I've had I did the paper run one time. I remember like I remember doing the milk run. Mm. I jog around and do the milk and I thought I was exercised, but it wasn't wasn't the best job. I think imagine like a, a child because often children do that job. Yeah, walking around with a you know a sachet full of money, like cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like back then, I suppose it was more innocent times. These days, they go, hey, "There's a little kid with cash. Get him!" Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think these days you just you'd be walking around just with that. Uh, I guess like the pay pass. So obviously, um, teaching. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, teaching. I didn't mind. Like, I did, I, I quite enjoy that job. But yeah. can I give you a quick story on the teaching? I'm, of course, please. When, when you when you chuck a sickie as a teacher, right? Yeah. You, you just ring up in the morning, and you say, "Look, I'm you know can't come in." And you do it first thing, so it gives them time. You, you do it like seven a.m. Mm. or as early as you can, six thirty a.m., seven a.m. And there's another teacher's job to get those phone calls, and then Sue's not coming in, and then ring the casual teachers to teachers. bring them in. Yeah, makes sense. And I remember clearly, like the other teachers, like you know, you, you get up in the morning, you do it first thing, so your voice is a little bit crusty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not like feeling like yeah. he doesn't care. Like it was, it was, a, it was a guy teacher at the time. He, he worked in the woodwork. My calls would be legendary because I'd often call because I didn't, I didn't care. Like you know, yeah, I said good day, uh, bright voice, bright happy voice. This is Tahi, feeling rather well today. And won't be coming in. <laughs> That's oh, the best way to chuck a sickie. Like, I said, and he would laugh his head off. I said, look, I'm feeling pretty good today. Uh, won't be coming in. Yeah. Uh, that was it. Unless you're telling your boss, like they they don't care. Like, because I I've, I have heard, I wanted to ask you about this because I know that you chuck quite a few sickies as a teacher to do gigs around when you were starting off. <laughs> so I, I had a feeling that your sickies would have been interesting. I feel like unless it's the boss that's running their own organization, they do not care what your excuse is. Like, they're just like, fine. Just like, give us notice. That's all we want. Exactly, which I did. Yeah. Uh, as a teacher, it was 22 full days. I've, I've talked about this before. Yeah. 22 full days uh, on sick leave and 22 half half pay days. And um, I was the leader. I mean, you got to use them. You're not getting them paid out when you leave, right? Look, admittedly, I did a lot of extracurricular stuff as well. So, because I used to do a lot of the, the musicals and mm. put a lot of my own time in. So, the principal sort of knew and it wasn't a big deal. But to me, it was like, 20, like, you know, and of course the teachers, I've, I've talked about this before, the teachers were petrified of getting like half a pay, like half, half really? day pay. You've used your 22 full sick days, 22 yeah. half pay days. And to me, I'm going, that's still a good deal. Yeah. Half, the day, half the day, I got a good deal. <laughs> You're still getting paid. This is great. You've worked yeah. out the system well. Out, yeah, dodgy, dodgy. You, you've definitely harnessed the Habib character into your teaching, although that happened after. As a stand-up comedian, though, the chick, the sickie's gone, though. Well, this is what I've realized with everyone that I've spoken to. If you take a sick day, you're just ruining your career at this point. I think uh, over the over the years, Harry, like there's been two, like of all the probably hundreds, probably thousands of gigs I've done, um, on two occasions I remember where I couldn't do it, and the only time I I'd actually can't do is well, like 
when I've lost my voice, I go, I've got no voice. If I've got a headache, the flu, I'm not feeling the best. I get up and do it. When you're on stage, you just get the adrenaline and, you know, often like, um, you know, you just get, yeah, I just get swept away. And then you come off, you go, oh, hang on. I was feeling a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was no, sick I was before this. <laughs> I was worried about this, but on stage, I just, you just do your stuff. And, uh, but yeah, one time physically, uh, no voice. Can't do a show at that point. <laughs> and then another time I was just ill. Like I just couldn't get out of bed. And there have been times when I've had really like I've, I've, the voice is going, wasn't at full power and I still did the gig. I've had a few times when the voice, if you push it, it disappears. So all of a sudden, I'm now <laughs> that like, playing comedian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about the bus, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Especially because you are so animated. Like, it's such, yeah. it would be a completely different show. Oh, people are going, look, what's wrong with him? Like, but yeah. it's, it's funny, but it's just, you know, I mean, I guess I, I try a lot of stuff on stage anyway. So they're probably mm. thinking, Look at him, he's just trying a different style or whatever. Like yeah, that. we have spoken about this on the pod in the past. I think it was with Beck Charlotte, actually. She mentioned that, like, no matter how sick you are, as long as you've got your voice, you could be spewing and then you get up on stage and you're saying, like, hello, I'm here. It's fine. I feel like you very much had that experience. Even another step, like, you know, sometimes you might, like, you know, you go to a work, say you work in an office, right? Mm. You go to, and you think, oh, I'm not feeling that, like, that good today or I don't really want to work today. Yeah. You know, just you, I don't know. These days, you can probably just take off and go home and work or whatever. Yeah. But the meeting, you rock up and and the audience is drunk and smashed. Yeah. And it's talking. And it's horrible. And you know it's going to be a bad experience. You know it's going to be. Yeah. Bad. You got to go up. You got to push through. I, well, I call it like walking the plank. You know. Um, yeah. In our industry, so I mean, uh, so yeah, you just got to walk the plank and and just do it. Get, get out there. Get out there. Yeah. Well, something that you mentioned very briefly that I did want to ask you about is I've, I've heard that with some of your shows, I mean, you've got so much material now that you pick and choose, I guess, with with the shows that you do, when you get up on stage, at what point do you know where it's going to go? Or is it as you're going, you're just changing the, the I guess, the skits and the shows as, as you go through? Yeah, good question. Like, I, I do change as I go along. Uh, and there's always a, like, there might be a few sort of one-liners or gags I've put in and I'll see how the um, audience reacts to that. Yeah. Look, audiences are different, of course. Some just want to sit back and relax, and some want to get up and get involved and get you know jump on my stage with me, impro. Some <laughs> yeah. One line. Someone just stories. Just gives you stories, and you know some some are very clean. They just if you, if you go a little bit, um, you know, risque. They just they go, oh, okay. okay. So we, we we learned that this is this crowd is very conservative, and yeah, and you got to um, like change yeah. with them. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And and then if you're if you're working in a uh, you know. Uh, 350 minors. <laughs> yeah, completely different show. Yeah, they, they don't want knock knock jokes. They just want. To kill, <laughs> kill. Yeah, yeah. But, but even then, like, because I I'm used to working fairly clean. So, mm. uh, you know, one of the things that, that people come up there, oh, you can say whatever you want. I said, mate, funny's funny, man. Like, yeah, I I really appreciate that. Just say, just be funny. Say that to me, right? Rather than say, hey, you can just go. Because you know you learn that hard way. I go, no, I'll just do my stuff, and we don't have to go to vulgar. We don't have to be, uh, you know, we, we don't have to go to, down to the gutter levels. Like, and you learn that early on. Like, if someone comes and goes, oh mate, say whatever you want, and then never fall for that trap again. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you're the organizer, but like, there's other people who's got different views, you know. Yeah, I think people prefer it most of the time. Anyway, you did you did mention that sometimes you go a bit risque. I know that you got in trouble in the past because. I think it was maybe in 2016, uh, you had a show about how to be a racist. And uh, in yeah. Melbourne, you had quite a few issues. How do you work with that? Because obviously it's satirical, but 
were people genuinely thinking that you were teaching like a course about how to be racist? Like Adelaide Adelaide Fringe, actually. So I did it there before I went to Melbourne on two occasions because I was in a gluttony. I was in a tent as Mm. part of the Fringe and the shows were going great. They were really filling up and it was great reviews and everything. Um, But on two occasions, I clearly remember genuine races turned up. (laughs) Like they they called out and they said something and, I didn't have to do much because the audience turned turned on him. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what, what the hell's wrong? <laughs> and I just said, like, I go, mate, you've you've obviously mistaken this for a seminar. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. I go, no, well, anyway, it's a seminar, mate. This is a comedy show. I'm making you know comments on 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 that, like you know, because um, I had a wheel, and I had a, like a, ra- a racist wheel. Yeah, racist, like you know, bigot. You know, casual, <laughs> fantastic. And then, and then I, I made people spin it, and whatever came up, that was you. And I said, "Well, that, the wheel is racist in itself, just by yeah. labeling you like you know." And I explained yeah. the different kinds of racist. Um, and so there are different ways. I, was, you know, I was giving examples. I was giving examples how, in this day and age, there's still racist white groups in this country, which is amazing. Like, it's yeah, amazing, but they're still there. And um, but yeah, two occasions, like two years, just hilarious. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> At that point, I think it's okay if they walk away from your show and they're upset with the contents of your show. I think that's a win. Oh well, that, <laughs> I, I remember early on, I did a big stage show at Enmore Theatre in Sydney, mm. and the show was called Habib on Parole. Right? Fantastic name. And it was a it was a great, full house, beautiful, like you know. And then um, they told me afterwards, and, and I, one lady just after the first twenty twenty five, just walked out, right. And and she went to box off. She goes, nah. And they just gave her money back because that's our rule. Like, if you don't like, just look, no problem. If someone yeah. just we don't, no worries. I don't think they do it anymore because once you paid, you paid. <laughs> like, yeah, nowadays. <laughs> and her gripe was, um, she was a prison officer, and this show had nothing to do with parole or prisons. Oh my god, it's a comedy show. Like, come on. Yeah, oh, uh, here's your money. Thanks for coming. Down. Yeah. Uh, Again, what is she like? It's just a title of a show. It's a comedy title, you know. I mean, she literally took it. She thought I was going to, you know, do prisons and paroles and officers. Who knows? But just take it way too literally. We had to change the title, by the way. What did you change it to? Change it to Lord of the Kebabs, the Fellowship of the Hummus, <laughs> which is. Uh, I say this too often in the VOD, but I, that is a fantastic, a fantastic title for a show. That show, like that was when Lord of the Rings was you know, was huge. Yeah. And it played in Melbourne, played in Sydney, did really big numbers. People still talk, still remember that title and the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is interesting because obviously Habib, I think people really assume that kind of, that character is very Lebanese, but you're you're a very proud Turkish man of Turkish descent. I guess for you that there's there's a lot of differences between Lebanese and Turkish. But do do people ever get upset with you that you're you know playing a Lebanese person instead of you know playing a Turkish heritage? There's big difference between Turkish and Lebanese. We carry different weapons for a start, right? <laughs> yeah, important. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I mean, uh, because like they people thought Fat Pizza, Houses, Swift and Shift, all mm. these kind of shows. They they thought the shows were real, especially Fat Pizza. They generally thought it was real and. Jeremy thought as Lebanese character. I'll just take that as a as a compliment. Yeah, as a yeah you're just good at acting. Um, but yeah, I tell people like I'm, I was born in Turkey. You know, I'm a proud Australian citizen. Mm. Uh, but people were like, they couldn't. It, it blew their minds. Like I remember people go, "Look, I'm like, what do you mean? Look, you're not Lebanese." <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, relax. It's just a show. Um, yeah, yeah. The reaction to that show was 
groundbreaking in many ways. It's, it's incredible, really. Like, yeah. Numbers. Like we were doing like a million per episode back in the SBS days when there was no advertising, by the way. Yeah. In this day and age, we would have been like legends, but um, the, the other networks were putting shows up against like who wants to be a millionaire and <laughs> to compete. Um, yeah. Wow. Compete and, and it was just massive. Like we know, I remember like lawyers and police officers loving it. Yeah. Group, like, you know, we had, we introduced like sayings like stooge and fully sick into the Australian vocabulary, like to mention other stuff. It the really did. Grew up with us basically. Um, and a whole new generation still find it discovering the show. Yeah, yeah which is you know, incredible. It's crazy. Like, so I don't do the show anymore. Like, I just do my own stuff. Um, you know, I mean, how long can I do this character for? Like, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. in my mid-20s, yes. Oh, my God, like, where's your cheeks? Oh, my God, like, yeah. like not in the late 40s. Like, Well, now, now you make your own shows. You know, here come the Habibs and Street Smart. And, I, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're working on a million things all the time. What's the latest project that you're working on at the moment? Yeah, look, I actually, I'm one of those guys who enjoys working on, um, having like, you know, a bunch of things working on the same time. Like, you know, mm. I mean, people say you should just pick one and concentrate on it. But um, I, I often tell people, it's like a chef over an oven, like just heating stuff up and just you know, giving a little bit of heat and a little bit of attention. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, one dish takes your attention. Yeah. Look, working on some other shows, we're pitching, uh, like a drama, actually. Um, oh, wow. a, a, a An action movie. As well, like so, oh, uh, cool. children's movie. I, I, just, I try anything. Like, honestly, yeah, I never have boundaries. Like, I don't, I hate boundaries. I tell people, do anything, don't be like, yeah, okay. People like might have pigeon me holes, like, oh, this drug dealing actor, but um, you know, people are finding, okay, he's, he's gone to uni, he does other stuff, he's, yeah, he's that like that. But, and I tell people, just, just try stuff, like, don't worry about what people think. I did Australia's Got Talent. I was going to mention that. I, I've seen your clip. You're the the best, worst magician. I started doing this because at the festivals, I, I had nothing to do during the day. So I started doing children's magic shows. And they were a hit, right? And it, and even like other – like people saw me at a gala doing it and they said, hey, we want to do a TV show. Like a production company said, we want to do a TV show on that. Yeah. They rang, They said, listen, do you want to be on the show? And I said, um, no. They said, no, come on. We know we, we want that, that shit magic thing you do. We, we, we think we'd go to treat – said nah and finally like my family said just do it it'd be fun and so again i i take this decision for fun yeah yeah it's like why not i said i'll do it but don't mention my name my title's world's best worst magician and i'm not going to just <laughs> and yeah people going oh what weren't you worried about your um your image and and this that okay who gives a shit <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I do things in my life for fun. Like what's going to entertain me. And uh, I actually really thoroughly enjoy the experience. Like, you know, I mean, I watched it. It was great. It was probably some of the worst magic I've ever seen, but it was, <laughs> it was amazing. I think that mentality though, of just like doing things for fun is definitely something that a lot of people, uh, they don't have in their life. I think you're very fortunate. You, you have those opportunities to you know, really explore so many cool ideas, which is why you've come up with these TV shows, why, you you know, you lived in a jungle in South Africa, like, you know, so many different things. Well, should I go in there for my image? Who gives a shit? What image? Like, yeah. what are you about? Like, you know, no one's got to like, like the image is just what you cre create and portray yourself. Mm. That's what other people think. What about what you want to experience in life? You know, it was a golden experience for me. I love it. I'd go and be, I'd go in the jungle again tomorrow. No problem at all. Yeah, you can have with those rice and beans. Ah, oh, mate, that was like, I mean, hunger, like that. All that was like an experience for me. Just out, out sleeping outdoors, camping, like 
people are worried about hunger. Hunger? Who cares? Look where we're sleeping with all these noises and <laughs> you don't know what's going to come for you. These cameras around us, like, okay, what? Who cares about the food? Yeah. <laughs> It does seem like a really awesome experience. I've heard you speak about it as well. I think for like an audience watching you as well, they saw a lot of different sides to you as well. Like, yes, you're a comedian, but there was moments where you got emotional um, and people really saw this like, you know, a, a really beautiful version of you as well. That wasn't just, you know, Habib or the characters that you portray as well, which was, I think, such an interesting experience for those, you know, from the outside looking in. No, absolutely. And, and um I want to do more challenges there. I got. Yeah. I think they missed the boat because, like I said, I'm generally, genuinely scared of heights. Like, like if there was heights, I I, I hold on and yeah. In ages, I would have got a lot of great footage, but um, and, <laughs> missed out on a golden opportunity. Uh, yeah, missed out. I have to go. I'm gonna go back. I'll go back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the for the reprise of I'm a celebrity, it should be fantastic. Look, we we've strayed so far off the beaten course, but I'm I'm very happy that we have. Um, we've got to go back to Igloo though, which was the worst job that you've had. So, you know, you're, you're spilling the oil. You've got to get out the day of work. So what would you use as your excuse to get out of work for the day? Well, I already mentioned as a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes when you flip it and, you know, you say, listen, uh, I'm feeling really good today. I'm feeling energetic. Yeah. There's a million things I can do besides work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like if you flip it, the, the, you know, but obviously in this day and age, I'm sure like, I don't know, um, the COVID is the easiest excuse these days. I'm a believer in like uh, karma and that sort of stuff. So I, I'd never say something like, um, uh, look, my uncle died or yeah, you're going to bring bad luck to yourself. Like just don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I think that the happy approach is a, a great alternative to the, the regular Chuck and Asiki excuse. I think that it takes people back it makes them think twice. And also, I think they probably laugh at the end of it. They're like, all right, fair enough. Like, you're just being honest at this point. Yeah, yeah. Just be, if you've been honest, people go, okay. Because if you're bullshit, so they can sort of see through yeah, that. Yeah, they know either way. They know either way. Exactly. So you're yeah. not coming in today. That's it. And then, yeah. And my way is always a comical approach. So, you know, so listen, I'm not coming in today. I've got to help move a dead body. Or just something, something, yeah, random, something you know, out of the blue. Did he, what did he just say? <laughs> yeah. And they've hung up and they're thinking about it. And they're like, why is a 15 year old moving a dead body? I don't want to know. Like, no, I thought like just general excuses for not coming to work. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like back then. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, not even homework. Even that wouldn't be an excuse. Like, yeah, I, I did. I, I did until I got just, I was no longer required. I got sacked from that job. You don't need any more. I said, all right. See yeah, that's probably a good outcome. At that point, you were probably like, I really don't want to do this. All right. Well, you've gotten out of work because you're feeling great, which is yeah. the excuse that you've used. But to start off the day right, because it's not a big night, it's a big day. Uh, Baraka Performance, they still haven't sponsored this segment, but I, f I feel at some point that they're going to get around it. Like, come on. Like, yeah. I actually buy that when I'm, when I'm traveling. So, they yeah, should jump on board, sponsor it. I especially love the ones where you open a bottle and the fizz. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge Barocca fan. I I would I would love to be sponsored by them, but they're not there yet. They will. What would be uh, your perfect song to start the day just right? Uh, I love happy songs in the morning. Um, I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, what that's a, a yeah, what a that is a classic. Like, I'm walking on. I like what a great like that's happy it, happy. It is definitely one of the few songs that I think no matter when you play it, it will automatically put a smile on your dial. Yeah, like yeah, it's just, exactly. it is such an uplifting song. The words and the beat as well. Like, you know, like there's just a great beat to it. It just makes you dance and just, yeah, it's a classic. What's the band that uh, sings the song? I don't even know. I just know it's walking <laughs> on the <that> song. Yeah. 
like with 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 songs with movie titles I'm I'm just very very bad I see a movie I just bang move on unless like you know obviously some classics stay in my head I'm one of those guys other things stay in my head other stuff I just shift out like you know yeah I, I I get in trouble with that though because I I retain random pieces of information that are not useful like very weird segments of facts but like I see a movie it's gone within 10 15 minutes easily I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a great way to be, especially if, uh, you know, you are someone that is in TV shows and and in movies. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bang, move on. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a great choice. Walking on Sunshine. Walking on Sunshine, like, starts with, like, some drums and it's just, it's just a beat that's up. up yeah, that's true. Tempo, energetic, and it just goes all the way through, like, you know? Yeah, it doesn't really dip that song. It's always just, like, at oh. full, a full excitement. It's a good one. Chukasiki. <laughs> You're feeling a bit peckish because you, you've got the song, you're feeling pumped up for the day. Where would you go in uh, your local area or, you know, even at home? Like, where would you go for your perfect meal? You know what? Like, I'm, I, I don't know if this is, again, another sponsor, but the moment, like, right now, you mean? Yeah, right now. Right now, I'm loving Fishbowl. Fishbowl came out of nowhere, what, three, four years ago? Yeah. And... I know that I often give too much credit for people's answers, but yes. fishbowl is a fantastic answer. It is something that I eat probably at least once or twice a week. Honestly, I just love it. Like the different flavors, uh, it just all works. Um, it, you know, the, the crunchy shallots on top. Yeah, you've got yes. to have the crunchy shallots. Yeah, the wasabi the, drizzle. Uh, a little bit of like, a little bit of spice to it. Oh my God, it just, it's an explosion. That's what yeah. I can say. Like, it's just, <laughs> And they keep on coming out with new ones. Like I tried one the other day, which was chicken and pumpkin. And it was, it was great. It was spicy. It was crunchy. It was everything that you want. Yeah. You enjoy a meal. I mean, it's, okay, it's a meal, but this one, you go, okay, there's different flavors happening. Mm. Enjoyable all the way through. Yeah. The, the base. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. So what, what would you choose as your go-to? Like, do you have a go-to order for fish bowl? Yeah. I, I always go to the ghost bowl. Ghost bowl. So you get your salmon. I get this. I get the salmon and uh, ghost bowl with chicken. Ghost bowl I, with okay. I put a bit of chicken in there, like yeah. So, um, and and the base is what I sw switch around and some toppings, obviously. But, um, yeah, it just it just that's I just love it. I get this is just it's it's a it's a great experience. Like you yeah, know I mean? it, get, it 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 I, really I is eating something like this one. You actually. You get, well, that I really enjoy that experience. Like you know. Yeah, and I feel like what you were saying before, like every bite is a different flavor. Like it just feels like it's just such a combination of like everything that you taste, you you really feel it like shine through. I mean, I reckon people would expect me to choose a kebab or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was or, gonna say, you've probably disappointed your ancestors. Mush or a local <laughs> roll or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that maybe at this point, if people really only see you as Habib and as that, as that like stereotype that you put on, I think that they are, that that illusion has been broken. <laughs> if you're going for fishbowl instead of you know a little snack back or a, a falafel tabbouleh, yeah. I know it's crazy. But I think it's a great choice. I also feel like fishbowl. You when you finish it, it's a like a hearty meal, but you feel yeah. good after. Like you feel like actually I'm being healthy. Like I feel happy about this yeah, choice. Yeah. You don't feel like ashamed. If you've yeah, done KFC or something. I'm gonna go a bit more niche into fishbowl just because I you can tell I'm a little bit obsessed with it. Have you yeah, ever yeah. tried the shroomami? No, is it, is that the mushroom one? It's the fake mushroom. It is a game changer. It is absolutely fantastic. Okay, I, I, you know what? I'm going to try it, Harry. Try it next time. I need I need to hear how you feel about it. <laughs> Fishbowl is probably one of my favorite choices on the pod so far. Now, I've got to ask: if you could go anywhere in the world, you know, where would you go for your perfect international meal? Yeah, look, I I would say, um, look, 
when I was in Turkey, I went to Turkey back once, like back back there once, and we went to a restaurant uh, in there, like so, a Turkish restaurant in Istanbul, um, where it, everything was incredible. Like, I mean, I I, I can't I can't remember the name of the restaurant, which is probably really bad, <laughs> but it's in it's in the heart of Istanbul. Traditional food came out, like the fish came out and was smothered in red sauce, like oh. completely smothered. You could just see the top of the fish. Okay, this everything every dish that was like was incredible. Like yeah. yeah. And generous serving and the flavors are incredible. Okay, this is just um unbelievable. Like um yeah. It was dubbed like we went there because they said yeah, it's old school food, cooked mm. the old school way, and we could see the setup. It was busy. Yeah. And busy I, I is always was, an indicator. I'll never forget that. It was just it was incredible. Everything was fresh. the bread was just like they were baking the bread like bang on and, and oh bread, like and there oh yeah God, like just I, but I feel like I feel like the generous servings probably also helps like you want a traditional place that has good servings I feel like if you're in the heart of Istanbul you can't go wrong with a, a Turkish feast um, and w when you bake the bread fresh like on the spot like and it's a trap you fall into because it's so easy to eat yeah yeah <laughs> fill up on bread like you gotta you gotta be really careful don't fall in that trap yeah <laughs> a lot of like a lot of like inexperienced people from other countries like get the like especially the turkish bread with the sesame seeds oh yeah soft, moist like you know unbelievable with the butter it's incredible it's so easy to eat with the dips and it's a trap well that's the thing i think half the time people go to get turkish food and they're just focusing on the dips and bread like i think they fill up on that yeah, yeah. but then you miss out you miss out on the falafel you miss out on the you know for tush salad you know like yeah yeah, the, yeah exactly so oh, yeah, goodness Oh, this is making me starving, to be honest. I should have I should have eaten before speaking to you because I feel like a Turkish food, like I feel like Australia does it okay. Like we yeah. do Turk like there's some areas that do it quite well, but I feel like going to the homeland and getting a, a huge Turkish um, meal. It's just different. Yeah. They do the um Turkish, we call it a simit, simit. Uh, which is like a round um uh like a bagel basically, but but a bigger bigger version of a bagel with sesame seeds around it. So yeah. would you would you tear up the cement and use it like a pizza, like to dip in the? You just eat it like just as it is. Um, oh, okay. So it's just almost like a horseshoe shape. You can um and when that is just freshly baked, it is incredible. Like it's just so the smell wafting over. Oh, and, and it goes because obviously it hardens over days. Mm. Uh, but I remember in Turkey, like in, it'd be on a street corner. Right? Just yeah, you see it everywhere. My brothers and I would say, okay, we want... And back then, like, it was like 10 cents Australian. Oh, that's the dream. We go, yeah, okay, we'll have one each. Like, And then we yeah. eat. And by the time we get the next one, that was amazing. Uh, by the time you go to the next corner, there's another guy selling it. Yeah, you just go, go on and go on. <laughs> we're, just, we're going again, wherever it is. We're buying it. 10, cents, ten, a 10 cents, that's a bargain. Yeah, I'm shouting everybody here. <laughs> Filling the whole street with it. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds, that sounds great. So you'd go to Turkey. I think that's the right call. You've redeemed yourself after the fishbowl. I think everyone's, everyone's back on board now. They're like, all right, we can get around this. Now, you're full after your fishbowl. You've had a really great meal. And now you need, like Ferris Bill, you've got the afternoon off to have an adventure. So what would you do on your adventurous afternoon? It can be with anyone doing anything. What would you choose for your adventure? For me, it's very easy. Like, you know me really well. I love two things. One, uh, musicals. Right? Okay. I, I love musicals. Yeah. Um, love them so much. And I would love to be in one one day, but the problem, the main problem stopping me is 
the singing part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit, I think, necessary for musicals, I'm told. Yeah, yeah very necessary. You know, The Masked Singer? Mm. Yeah, so um, that show, I got I got asked for that show. Yeah. Said, Can you sing at all? I said, no. <laughs> uh, I said, if, if I could just sing a little bit, just a little bit, I would have said yes. Yeah, yeah, get around said, it. Well, I'll just be honest, like, because if I could sing just a little bit, like a, a little bit in tune or just... Mm. So I would have said yes and done it, but well, I said, I've got no voice at all. Yeah, which kind of would break the illusion. I mean, you could do a rap, but I guess it's not the same. It's not the same. It's mm -hmm. the, I, I was just honest with him. I said, look, I, I, I'm more than up for putting putting a giant garlic on my head or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, but I just can't then, sing. But it just, yeah, just to be totally honest with you, like, yeah, because they said, can you carry any tune at all? I said, no. Uh, um, well, so I love to be in a musical. Um, yeah. The other thing I love is, is I love theme parks. Okay. Any in particular? Oh, look, I bet. Look, obviously, I've been to ones on the Gold Coast. Um, mm. I've been to um, Universal Studios in LA. Yeah. Uh, 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 Disneyland in LA. Um, where, like wherever, like I love theme parks. And if I if there's a theme park, I'm there. Uh, you know. And yeah. I just love the. Uh, you know, I love the vibe of them. You know, like there's music happening. It's happy. Yeah, it is the happiest place on earth, right? The streets are all fake, but who cares? Like, you know. Yeah. It's just a good, everyone's like running around, they're screaming on the rides. It's uh, junk food. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it feels <laughs> like junk food. You can't have a fishbowl at a. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. You're not getting Pokeball. At, at a water like, you, no. you have a burger and chips or whatever. Like, just, um, I just love the energy there. So, musicals, I love, like, during a day too, like, because. Oh, like a matinee performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Okay. We are going to have to go a little bit further into this because I can't just take a musical and a theme park as your answer. So, let's start off with musicals. I was going to say, I reckon that you could get a role in a musical. You know how there's like that comedic speaking part that's in it? Like that would be perfect. But even, but even that person sings. That's my yeah, problem. Yeah, that's true. They do. Yeah. And, you know, uh, because I've thought, like, yeah, often I'll watch a musical. I'll say, I would love that role there. That'd be yeah. perfect. Comedy, bit of like, you know, a bit of um, over the top. And like, it's just timing. I go, yeah, but then they'll sing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. Like. You know? mm. Maybe you need a lip sync version. So you do all the speaking parts and then you have like, I don't know, Ed Sheeran can lip sync for you. And then, you know, it's perfect. They have the technology these days. Can't they do something? You'd think, right? Auto-tune it, you know, get T-Pain to help exactly. out. <laughs> Auto-tune something. I'd, 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 I'd jump at it. I really would. Yeah. yeah musical. Well, uh, it, it would be a stretch for your perfect day to give you the ability to sing. Uh, superpowers, unfortunately, is outside the realm of the perfect day. I think the probably the best we can do is get you to a musical. So you, if you could choose any musical to see, it'd be a matinee performance because you do love it during the day. What would you choose? Like what's the uh, maybe the best musical you've seen or the one that you most want to see at the moment? Well, look, I've, I've seen a whole bunch of them, of course. Um, uh, but uh, Mary Poppins is, is a favorite of mine. I've seen it like all different versions when it comes back yeah love the songs in it love the magical bits the flying uh the message behind it mm. uh there's there's all different ages acting uh yes yeah, it's, it's really it's really cool I, really, I think it's even on at the moment i think it might even be on in in melbourne or sydney like it, it was doing a run no, recently sydney, like and, and then i was in melbourne recently and go hang on i've got a night off is it can, <laughs> yeah. I, can I say it again jump in and then i couldn't and then uh, I'll see. I think it's going to Brisbane. So I'll follow it. Tina Turner, the musical, is 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 up next. And there's, yeah, like whatever. Like I love Les Miserables. Oh yeah, Les Les Miserables, the classic. 
I feel like you go to that show and saying that the the usher is just shaking their head, being like, "How that's how dare you?" Looking at look at this uneducated. Yeah. Who 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 decided how it's pronounced? I just see Les Miserables. That's yeah. It. I think it might have been the French. I don't know. This is just a step in the dark. Well, who knows? See, yeah, that don't dictate what we do. We yeah, say- exactly. Let's reclaim Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that Mary Poppins is a great is a great pick, but it does, again, it really breaks that illusion of, you know, Habib, like... I could have said Beauty and the Beast, yeah. which I love, um, by the way, as well. Uh, the the um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. Magical stuff in that, like recently I saw. Uh, classics, all, you know. Um, yeah, look, it does break, but I just love... Yeah. Even the word musical and theatre just breaks the... Yeah, that's that is true. But I think Mary Poppins great. I also Dick Van Dyke's character in Mary Poppins like is just probably one of the best characters in the history of, of movies. Like, just it's just so beautiful. Um, so that that's a great choice seeing Mary Poppins. But there's still a bit of time in your day, so you're going to Mary Poppins in the morning. Um, where would you go in the afternoon? Let's start off with what's your favorite theme park? Well, I do love Sea World. Um, oh, yeah. I, love, I love Universal Studios, right? Yeah, I tell you why SeaWorld because there's a ride, there's one ride at the back, at right at the back of SeaWorld on the Gold Coast. It's called the Pirate Ride. Right? Okay, yeah. you do like planks. We know that. We know. We know you like walking the plank. This ride is incredible. Let me tell you a story. So you you, you hop on this uh, on these boats that go around this track, and on either side of the boats there's these um uh, water guns, if you like. Okay, yeah. Four on each side, and by by cranking it up. It sucks the water from the bottom and it shoots out to, you know, to people. Yeah. You can, you can wet people. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> so, that's fun. But on the track, as you go, which I didn't know, and I'll tell you like, so on the track, as you go around the track, there's all these guns placed strategically <laughs> behind barriers and all the people are waiting and they're shooting back at you. Yeah. And drenching you, like drenching. Yeah. Yeah. So, we didn't know. So we just, just jump on as a family, right? And before you know it, we're getting it <laughs> yeah. soaked. I'm like laughing. Yeah. And we're laughing so much. And then you get off and you're absolutely soaked. Yeah. And then you got to go on the dry thing. But of course now, because we didn't know what the ride now, now we know what the ride is. We're on the outside now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget forget the track. You just want to be shooting into people. We're shooting it and I'm not kidding. We stayed there for two hours. Yeah. It's so just attacking people with the water. Just attacking and, and drenching them. And because if you get the angle right, you can start drenching them all the way until the gun stops. You, don't get that you have you have really figured this out. Like, oh, no, no, like I'm there and the next gun's there next to me. And the other gun. Yeah. And, and I'm seeing people like, I'm seeing uh, like an Asian man with a suit. Yeah, just drenching it. Drenched. And it's so funny, right? <laughs> and it's the funniest ride. This ride should be in every theme park. Yeah. One ride alone. Uh, this is true. We actually went back the next day just for that ride. That's oh. that crazy. <laughs> That's how much you loved it. And we've come back this time, like with swimmers. Yeah, you're bubble, prepared. Wet to top. You know, we we ready. We didn't care like as we get yeah. shot, right? we, and people are laughing. But um, yeah, like it, it's an amazing ride. So I go on the boat as well to get dredged. But as you as you line up getting, um, you know, when to get on, it's mm. even funnier because watching people as they step off, 
is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, just look like a shark. This is not what I expected. Yeah. Oh my god, they 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 usher the kids off and yeah. Look at this is just like you know absolute drenching. I appreciate though that you go on the ride and you also shoot because if you're gonna take like if you're gonna shoot people, you've got to be able to cop it as well. You're gonna do both. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So SeaWorld at the pirate ship ride after you've seen Mary Poppins sounds like a really phenomenal afternoon something that we ask sometimes though is that would you want a cameo would you want a celebrity or someone either in the show or on the ride or someone that you want to drench throughout the afternoon or is it just something that you're going through with your family if i if i had to choose i would love to um you know i would love to bring robert de niro with me <laughs> yeah um, but See his face when he suddenly gets drenched uh, it's like, but like but more fun would be will ferrell like, no. <laughs> yeah. I would love to bring Will for because he would be he would have my sort of attitude. Like that, yeah. he'd, he'd go, not for me, and he'd piss off. Um, but Will Ferrell would stick it through and he'd be there with me. Yeah, he, he would course. really get into the ride. He, I feel like he'd get into it and he'd be firing away, he'd be laughing. Yeah, probably and, dressed as Ron Burgundy as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like really that, that would be my choice. That would be my choice. Are you a big Will Ferrell fan? Like, does he inspire you and in your comedy? When you can just get laughs with an expression. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. His facial features. I saw him. Um, he was, uh, he pretended to be a security guard at a Lakers game once. And just like watching his face, like I was in tears, like watching him. Like, it's not like he was even saying anything. He was just standing there and just, it's just so funny. You look at like a movie like Elf. Everybody watches it. Yeah. Every Christmas they get it out. He's just brilliant. It's like perfect role for him like you know yeah I would that role <laughs> yeah. Myself. I would love to play that role yeah but, what a role a turkish take on elf i i could definitely get behind that i think that's what we're going to pitch for the next kids movie the kids movie that you're making i reckon a turkish version of elf would absolutely kill <laughs> brilliant brilliant yeah i i look oh no i've got some bad news um i'm sorry to do this but your old boss from igloo delhi he um he's just seen you and Will Ferrell on this pirate ship and he and he's called you up and he said, Listen to here, like I gotta say I'm I'm pretty disappointed. I thought, you know, you you're keen on using the oil. I know you said you're feeling terrific, but you know, what's going on? What what would you tell him in that situation? I'd tell him like, why couldn't I wrap the chickens like all the other people? <laughs> yeah. Why the oil? <laughs> they, they were they're in their cold, cold parts, just wrapping chickens up, weighing them, you yeah. know, slices, getting the slices and of chicken loaf and stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm there in the heat and serving the chips and serving the hot food, which is, but then that's nothing compared to when, <laughs> when I, what I knew was coming up at the end of the shift. Yeah. Horror oil. The feet, the smell, the oils everywhere. I think at that point he just understands it. He's like, yeah, fair enough. Like, exactly. yeah, I gave you the worst job. Fair enough. You'd want a, a day off. Exactly. Before I recap your perfect day for you, there is something that I didn't want to speak about. And we spoke about it just before we started the pod yeah. is that you are a huge ambassador for Special Olympics. Um, and that's your charity that, you know, you've raised a lot of funds for. How, how did you get into Special Olympics and, and become such a big part of, of that organization? Well, uh, ba look, I think where, where did I get introduced? I got, I got introduced somewhere, but, but I get asked a lot of charity things like, you know, can mm. you do this, can you do that? And I thought instead of just doing milly, like willy nilly stuff. And sometimes you get asked, oh, look, we're raising funds for the, uh, to build a footy club, can you help us? Yeah, no, I mean it's my living. Like Friday, Saturdays, like you know. Um, but I thought, why not choose a couple of charities and and um put all, put all the energies into that? Mm. So Save Our Sons was one of them. Um, the uh, Heart of Football is another one, which is 
raising money to, for defibs to oh, put yeah. every sporting ground, and, and, and we've saved a whole bunch of lives already because uh, they don't all have them. If it's potluck, whether there's a defib. Really, there's no defibs at all sport. I thought surely that'd be a requirement. No, like it's if you if you if you haven't paid for one and you can't afford it, and some like and yeah. they're, out, they're rolling out more more now. Like you know, I mean, um, it was old. It was the old Kerry Packer um, incident where he had a heart attack, and the one ambulance that had one, yeah, had to be there, saved him. And then, to his credit, he 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 donated defibs to every single ambo. Yeah, so they all have them. But um, and then uh, Special Olympics, um, and Special Olympics is something I've been involved in for oh, I think over ten years. Uh, you know, volunteer for their for their galas and events. Mm. Uh, that we have a like a comedy laugh out loud breakfast, which we which did for years. I know it sounds funny, but comedy seven a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's a bizarre time to do comedy. Seven hundred people turn up to Homebush, packed. You know? Yeah, wow, that's awesome. It's a big crowd, and you realize like early on because, and then I started hosting them and, and doing, and you got to start easy. You, you, yeah, you can't you go in hard at seven a.m. <laughs> You start off easy. We have a bit of break. We have a couple of yeah. laughs. Build it slowly. <laughs> yeah. By the time, you know, eight thirty, eight forty-five before they leave, you can hammer them. That's definitely the type of event that if someone comes up to you and says, "Yeah, just say whatever you want," you're like, "Hold up! It's seven a.m. for a charity event. We are keeping this clean. We're keeping this funny." I got, yeah, exactly. I got this. Like, yeah, yeah you think seven a.m. You just you've got to have breakfast and, uh, but yeah, look, they're a great organization, and people should know. Like Special Olympics, it sounds Olympics. Uh, probably is the wrong word for it. Doesn't happen every four years. Um, it's every week sporting, sporting for you know uh, children with uh, with various disabilities, Down syndrome, what what have you like you know. But um, sporting events every week, which they love. Mm. Uh, their children love to look forward to events and sporting act. They love it. Whether yeah. it's, whether it's dance, tennis, whatever it is, track, um, they just love it, and it's it happens every single week, all year round. So. Yeah, and there's, I mean, I've been to a few of the competitions. Um, so I, I coach some of the basketball um, yep. in, in Sydney and I've been to the competitions. I've got to say, absolute highlight of my weekend is is like coaching because it's adults and kids and yeah. tell you what, it's bloody impressive. They're definitely a lot more coordinated than I am. There's some I played tennis against one, whipped me. It's really cool seeing as well because I know that with Special Olympics, they actually televised some of the games that were happening in Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago, which was yep. great to see. And I think there's a lot more uh, awareness around it as well. Sorry, I should say they do have Olympics where they all compete, like, you know. Um, yeah. I'm talking like, yeah, the, the charity, like, you know, besides that, uh, it's we raise money so they can, they can participate in sport mm. every week, which they love, yeah. Yeah, which is great. And it's such a such a good charity. Um, I just wanted to shout out because it's something that's close to my heart as well. So I appreciate that you you spend so much time doing it. But going back to your perfect sick day, let's recap that sick day for you. So you start off in your worst job, which was in Igloo Delhi. You've got the hot oil splattering all over you, but you've decided, no, nah, don't want to go today. You're not feeling bad. You're actually feeling great. Then the song to pump you up for the day is Walking on Sunshine, which is just the perfect beat to put a smile on your dial. And then for food, a fantastic choice of the ghost bowl with chicken from Fishbowl, uh, which is a, a delicious pokey bowl. And then you're satisfied, but you're feeling like a bit bit more of an activity in the afternoon. So you start off with a matinee performance of Mary Poppins. I'm going to just say this. They get you on stage and just something's happened. Your voice is beautiful, like a, a, an angel from heaven. And you do a little cameo on stage and it absolutely uh, jumpstarts your musical career. 
but in the afternoon, you have to rush off because you've got to fly to, to Gold Coast so that you can go to SeaWorld and go on the pirate ship. But what's this? Will Ferrell's here. He's joining you and he has no idea. He's dressed up in any suit and one burgundy and you have the best time for four to eight hours shooting each other with the water guns at the pirate ship. How does that sound as your perfect day off? That sounds magnificent. And to top it off, my perfect dessert would be the banana split. The banana, oh. Old that. school, I know, but people should, like banana, nuts, wafer, chocolate, caramel. Oh my God. Like you it, know, It doesn't get much better, especially if you're having that at the end of a theme park. You've got to add that to your perfect day. You've got to finish your perfect day with, with a, a dessert. With a dessert. <laughs> a sweet treat. That is, that's, you know, that's a really good idea. I might steal that. Banana split. Let's start off like mine's a banana split. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, to hear, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're very excited to see you in Wollongong and then all around New South Wales as well. Thank you so much for coming on Chucking a Sickie. Thank you, Harry. Good chat. Good podcast. Chuck a Sickie. Well, there you have it. The perfect day off for to hear. Will Ferrell and Water Guns does sound like an absolutely perfect afternoon. And his shout out for Fishbowl definitely warmed my heart. Uh, a man after my own taste. Make sure to grab your tickets to see to here at Spiegel Tent Wollongong on the 17th of June, 2023. And look at his website, www.tahir.com.au for all of his upcoming gigs. And make sure, as always, to like and subscribe. Give us a rating as well. Really means a lot. And join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.